Hi, this is Anishka Fernandopoli. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button under my picture on dharmaseed.org or go to my website, anushkaf.org, A-N-U-S-H-K-A-F.org, and click on donate. Thanks. I appreciate your support. But fuller, in a fuller sense, but includes our paying attention to our conduct, developing our training of our mind and heart like we're doing now, uh, developing wisdom, uh, so all of these different elements. So the, the root cause of it is something that's called uh, tanha, it's like craving. So it's, the, it's actually that, that leaning of the mind, that, that straining for something else. And this, this tanha comes about both for direct experiences, like for uh, experiences in the sense doors, like pleasant tastes and, and touches and sounds and stuff like that. So wanting something else to be happening that's pleasant or wanting to get rid of something that's not. Also, it comes up in relationship to uh, an idea of ourself. So craving for becoming. Like we have this idea of who we are and we spend a lot of energy and uh, there's like a longing propping that up. You know, There's like this sense of self arising. And you might have noticed it even a little bit peripherally like even in these groups, like if you meet someone new, it's like suddenly there's this having to present yourself, or like, you know, who I am. And we do it in so many subtle ways that sometimes it become not subtle, you know. Uh, this projection of ourselves, and it actually is exhausting, honestly. You know, it's like very exhausting, this constant, constant having to machinate that. Because then you have to manage it all the time. Like you have to make sure that everyone thinks the same thing about you that you want them to think about you. So, you know, it's like, and it's really hard to do that because you can't really control what they think. So then you have to say the right things and look the right way and not let them catch you like saying or smelling or looking like this or, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, and then the other side, like we don't, you, you know, we want to avoid becoming something sometimes. We want to avoid becoming whatever it is, you know. Um, and sometimes it can be avoid becoming like the fool or avoid becoming the one who's incompetent or avoid becoming this or that, right? Uh, so then there's this fear of that. So then there's a lot of like machination that has to happen to avoid that situation, you know. So we spend a lot of our energy doing this stuff, you know, like shuffling around in this way. And uh, it's, uh, it's all kind of an exercise in futility, like we're, we're boxing with clouds, you know. We're like really smoke rings of experience. Uh, so, so much energy goes into that. So as we can start to actually see that, you know, through our own experience, then we can let it go more and uh, just rest more. So, you know, there can be more peace. There can be this, uh, this path is promising happiness and peace. And the kind of peace and happiness is like a contentedness beyond changing experience. So beyond what anyone thinks of you or beyond what the weather is or beyond what is served for lunch or, you know, beyond even the experience of the physical body, even through uh, painful <coughs> physical experiences or sickness or uh, anything, you know. So this is um, it's a, a phrase, nice phrase that's used in the Buddhist teaching about, you know, going for refuge. Like, what can we take refuge in? And, and in some way, like, we're all longing for that. You know, where can I find safety? Like, where can I find rest and uh, depending on who we are, like you look for it, like in a relationship. Like I want to find that perfect person who's going to always support me and always be there for me and love me unconditionally. Or, or I'm going to find refuge in like a lot of money. I'm going to get a lot of money. I'm going to put it in the bank in this portfolio and that's going to like make me happy forever. Or I'm going to get, you know, whatever. I'm going to make 
become famous in this way or um, my kids are going to do these things. Or And notice when that happens, there's, there's a really like poignancy to it because it's like, there's always like, oh, when I get this, when I get that. And then sometimes even when you get to that line, the mo- line moves. So it's the next thing. So sometimes it's like, oh, when I finish high school, then you finish high school. Like, oh, when I get into a good college, oh, when I get a good job, like, oh, when I find this, when I get a good apartment, you know, finish line's moving all the way to death and still doesn't come, right? So, uh, so if there's any peace to be found, it can only be happening right now. Like, there can only be peace in this moment. There's actually no future. It's just here. So then it's helpful to examine, like, our relationship to this moment and um, particularly these dynamics that happen of, of craving, of leaning, right, for experience and then also creation of self, creation of self and def- defense of self, you know. It's like a, it's a, there's like a press office sometimes, I think, you know. It's like constantly churning out press releases about ourselves to try and convince ourselves and convince other people, like, <laughs> who we are, you know, like companies or like famous people, you know, and now it gets exacerbated, like you can also tweet about yourself and you can like, you know, <laughs> all this stuff, like to create multiple dimensions of management of your impression of who you are and all this, you know. Uh, so, uh, and it doesn't mean actually that you wouldn't do any of that stuff, but you can do it with a different spirit in some ways, you know. So, uh, you know, there are many dimensions of even like what we wear or how our hair is cut or, you know, we're sort of trying to manage impression or we're expressing ourselves. And uh, you can do that however that you want, but it's kind of like notice the intention from which that comes, you know, notice the intention from which that comes. So you can talk to people and tweet things and whatever, and sometimes it comes from this longing for creation of self, and sometimes it might be from a more wholesome and free kind of intention. So you can kind of check it out. So I encourage you to actually practice this kind of mindful listening, um, in your interactions with people. So uh, you might even shock your friends and family when you go home by mindfully listening to them. Uh, And uh, it's actually such a rare thing. You know, it's such a rare thing that we give each other the complete attention for a little while. And it's becoming rarer and rarer, I think, as our attention becomes quite divided, you know, with um, like, uh, like, oh, did I get an email? Or, you know, what else is going on? Or something like that. Um, It doesn't actually cost anything. And it's a it's a training. It's a training that benefits ourself and also benefits the other person. You know, so I encourage you to try this in uh, regular relationships that you have, or even in you know your ad hoc human interactions. See if I can just like really pay attention, and then notice uh, with some kindness and forgiveness as much as you can um, the ways in which it's difficult to do that. Like when we go into our own story or. Uh, when we, uh, you know, whatever it is that is your particular challenges with that, right? And then come back again, start again. So the the practice is also, you know, starting again like 10,000 times. You know, it's being very patient over and over again, starting again. This is actually true of everything, really, if you think about it. So uh, if you watch someone um, learning something, if you can recall sometime when you learned something, um, it takes a lot of practice to learn anything, you know. Uh, and so, like, yeah, babies, when they learn to walk, they start by crawling and then start standing up, kind of wobbly, and they fall down, like, hundreds, thousands of times before they actually get balance, right? Fortunately, they're close to the ground and usually di- <laughs> diapered, you know, diapered up so they got some cushioning, but uh, it's really, like, uh, you know, over and over and over again, they have to fall, like, again and again and again, 
And then maybe, you know, they, I saw a baby recently who was like, okay, on the flat surface, but then like put him on the sand and it's like, whoa, you know, <laughs> like that's hard. That's like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so then, and then steps and, you know, all this stuff, right? There are levels of, of uh, challenge in this. It's not just you get this and then you're good, right? So then, um, so it's like this with, with this mental training also, you know, it's, it hasn't been given a lot of attention in our uh, culture, in our society, but it's really like this. It's really a training. Um, so be very patient with yourself and, uh, notice when there's some positive learning that's happening because I can give you some encouragement um, but be very kind and patient I'd say and, uh, as you develop with this too so uh, maybe it's decent outside I'll give you another little instruction in walking meditation and I'll give you the option to go outside and try this or if you want to try this inside so I'm going to put on my wireless mic for this exercise. Let's see. On. On. Okay, good. Um, So... Going to demonstrate a little walking meditation here. So you can do walking meditation in kind of a formal back and forth way too, um, and this is helpful for um, developing concentration or collectedness of mind. Um, and there's many different ways to do walking meditation, but I'll offer you this one too as a option, a way to practice. So this is where you will choose a walking path. So, uh, thank you. So, you decide like maybe 10 or 15 paces, and you decide where the end of it is. And um, then you start by standing and just feeling yourself standing. And then in the beginning, you can start walking at a regular pace, and then kind of you can take it slower as you wish. So, just taking the steps along that path as I'm walking, I'm noticing the sensations in the legs and the feet. And then I come to the end, standing, and then mindfully turning around. And then starting again. And then it could go slower again if I wanted to. So lifting, moving, placing. So now I'm noting in my mind, but mostly the attention is on the experience of the feet and legs as I'm going like that. And then coming to the end, it's always good to just stop. It helps you to remember in case you lost in thought during that entire section and get to turn around. So that's one of the good, helpful things about doing it in this formal way as opposed to just sort of walking because you get these stops in which you get to remember you were actually doing walking meditation, right? <laughs> in case you forgot, right? Uh, sometimes people feel like when they're doing this, um, they're, we conceptualize awareness as in the head. You know, here's me in the head, and there's the feet oh so far away, right? Um, so then it feels like, oh, it's easier to get, like, lost in thinking and usually when you're walking your eyes are open so then you could see things that distract you or something um, so some people find it harder than the sitting meditation in the sense of harder to connect or to be attentive other people find it easier um, and I think you can do just sort of conceptually is imagine like your awareness is like dropping down lower into your body so it's like as if it's on a, some elevator it's like right so then start with it down here or in your feet 
So then, actually, in order for it to get back to your story of yourself, it has to like take the elevator back up. So it starts down there. Right? Um, so basically, that's the thing, is you just do this repeatedly, back and forth. And you're training attention to stay in the body. And so on. So it's not much to look at. <laughs> but uh, it actually is a, it's, it's a training. And it's not that, you know, with a lot of these things, they're actually like exercises that are done in some artificial way. But the question is, like, could you actually pay attention to your body if you wanted to, right? Like, would you be able to? So it's not that you always have to feel your toes or something like that. And, um, but would you be able to direct attention? Like, you know, the training of attention is a very powerful thing. Could, could you do that? So training yourself to do that. And then as you're doing that, there's the possibility also of noticing all the things that I mentioned about noticing the changing sensations, you know, noticing the flow of experience and how that actually is different than the visual in some way. Um, it also is possible to develop a lot of collectedness of mind, concentration, right? Our attention is usually scattered in so many different ways. And there's so much power available to us if we can develop the ability to collect that. For many people, they learn how to do that in one or two activities that they really like. So like if you're like an athlete or musician or you know, something like that, painter, usually when you're doing that thing, like you're just doing that thing. And one of the reasons why we love that activity is because the actual me disappears in that activity. You know, it's like just pure activity. Like the sense of separation from that activity is gone. It's just pure running or whatever it is, right? So what if you were able to train yourself to be able to do that in your whole life, you know? What if you were able to have access to that as a way to live? So that's what this path is about, too. And this, this training is a one dimension of that. So um, I'll invite you to go outside if you dare. It does not look like it's raining, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Um, or if you are extremely averse to going outside, you could do it here, but there probably is not room for everybody to stay inside and do it. Um, when you go outside also, you can allow yourself to notice what it feels like in nature, you know, just like notice what it's like to be in the environment and stuff like that. But then when you get down to, you know, connecting more with being present with the body, keep that as the focus. So let's say uh, we'll come back here at 3, so now it's like a little after 2.30, so then, you know, depending on how long it takes you to go out there, it could be like 20 minutes or, you know. But be back here at 3, yeah?